Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. The seven pillars of the spiritual life. Did you know that there are seven pillars of the spiritual life? (laughs) Maybe you didn't. And we're going to talk briefly about them today because in about 30 minutes, I'm going to be on Relevant Radio finishing up a part two interview about just that. So I figured, you know, I wonder if listeners out there actually know what these pillars are. And maybe it's time for us to take stock of our lives and see if we're missing any of these pillars. And remember, the pillars are there for strength and to help support us in this crazy life that we are living right now. So what are those seven pillars? We have the Holy Mass, confession, the Bible, spiritual reading, prayer, adoration, and the rosary. So let's start off with Holy Mass. Every single Sunday, every Catholic, whether you're practicing or not, is called to go to Mass. It's called an obligatory commitment. We're obliged to, obliged to go. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry about that. So I have to ask, how are you approaching Mass? Are you waking up because you have to? Because it's been something that you and your mom and your grandma have always done? Or maybe it's you and your dad and your grandpa. And it's been handed down, but you just go to check the box. Maybe to show everybody else that, yeah, you're a practicing Catholic. Or do you go because that is the time during the week that you will receive Jesus' body, soul, blood, divinity into your body? into your mind, body, soul, and spirit so that he can transfigure you, transform you, heal you? Do you go to worship and praise him for all of the beautiful blessings and gifts in your life? Do you ask him for strength for the week? And if you don't, 
you're honestly blocking the graces. You are blocking those beautiful gifts that the Lord wants to give you because your disposition is wrong. Remember, God is waiting there to shower us with grace. But often we say, nah, I got this. We don't approach him in humility. We don't surrender our lives to him. We don't say, Lord, I trust you. Even in the midst of all of this, I know that you've got this. We don't have that faith, that true trust. And what about daily mass? We have such a gift in the Catholic Church to receive Jesus every single day. And for that, what a gift. But yet, so many people are too busy with their lives. So can you get to Mass? Can you trust that the Lord will keep you healthy and safe? I know there are some people who are ill and are avoiding Mass. You you can receive spiritual communion. But there's nothing like physically receiving the Lord in that beautiful gift. Confession. When was the last time you've been to confession? And were you truly repentant? Or did you just go because it's your monthly time to go? Or maybe you haven't been in a real long time. You keep saying that you're going to go, but you make up a bunch of excuses. And Satan is helping you with those excuses, by the way. He doesn't want you to go and confess your sins, especially if they're mortal, because he's got you right in his slimy little grasp. And maybe you're not committing mortal sin anymore, but you're still battling with temptations and you're still battling with venial sins, which we will until the day that we die. And that's why confession is such a beautiful gift because we can actually walk out completely clean, white as snow, if again, our disposition is good. And our intentions are truly meaning to meaning like, I'm sorry. I'm truly sorry for having done this, God. And even sometimes we go in there and we confess the same thing over and over and over again. We're kind of embarrassed about it. We can't believe those words are still coming out of our mouth, but it doesn't matter. Keep going. It's the time that you don't get up that is the problem. The Lord takes joy and delight. And if you haven't been in ages like me, when I went after being gone for 26 years, it was a game changer. And I know the whole holy army was singing. Singing gloriously because one horrible evil person went into that confession, poured my heart out, and I meant it. And the rest was history. (laughs) Best sacrament outside of the Eucharist ever 
his confession. So get there and get there often. Go as often as you can. Even once a month is hard. I have a pretty long list when I go once a week. And lately, I've been going once every two weeks. Because the more you walk down that holy path, the more you recognize how sinful you are. Just the other day, I was driving and this person thought that I wasn't going to stop at a stop sign. I hadn't even reached the stop sign. And they, you know, stopped in the middle of this four-way intersection and glared at me. And I kind of threw my hands up like, what? I haven't even gotten to the stop sign to stop yet. (laughs) Like, go about your day. And you could tell I was pretty irritated. And I drove and I was like, I'm justified for that. She looked at me and, you know, and I was justifying my lack of love for that person. I should have just been like, well, she probably thought I wasn't going to stop. And it wasn't like I was going slow. I mean, I could have, you know, rolled right into the intersection. I know we've seen people do that, right? They come out of a stop sign. Oh my gosh, I'm down in Tennessee. They do it all the time. My husband and I said, this is, this is crazy. So I apologized to God. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I didn't mean didn't mean it that way. And I didn't mean to justify my anger or my reaction either. Because I was debating on, do I ask for forgiveness? And I'm thinking, yeah, pretty much that wasn't very loving. You didn't understand. You should have just put your hand up like, sorry, go ahead, kind of thing. The Bible. How many of you pick up the Bible and read it? Father Simon says from Relevant Radio said that the Bible is the best soap opera ever. And if you don't know what's going on in the Bible, take a Bible study. Sign up for something at your parish. But if you've been reading the Bible, then let the Bible read you. Try to have God speak to you directly in what he is saying instead of listening to homilies and and reading other people's responses about what the gospel means to them. Because you might be surprised how God speaks to you. He also may speak to you in spiritual reading. That's the fourth pillar. And that's incredibly important. Padre Pio said those who do not have spiritual reading a part of their lives are lost. I mean, we have so much that we can learn from the saints and from other priests, and from lay people, inspiring stories about witnesses to to Jesus, miraculous stories, and ways to help us on our journey that go beyond what's in the Word. Prayer. Prayer, prayer, prayer. If you're not praying, you're not Christian. Period. End of discussion. Let that sink in. We need to be constantly communicating with God, but we also need that silent time where we can allow God to speak to us in a calming, resolve way 
So every time we sit in peace with the Lord, we should be hearing him telling us what to do that day. It could come through the reading. It could come through a thought that comes out of nowhere. And then we have to ask him for the grace to actually do it. (laughs) Because a lot of the time we are like, oh boy, you want me to do what? And we need his strength and his help to do it. The rosary. You've heard often, I think it's Dr. Taylor Marshall, who says, if you don't pray the rosary every day, you're not on the team. Padre Pio said it's the best weapon of our time. We need the intercession of Mary. We need Mary and Jesus, the powerhouse in heaven, to help us fight the spiritual battle that we battle every single day and to push that vice, that fear, that worry, those temptations, and that sin away and to fill us with virtue and love and peace and joy and bring it to the world, have the courage to speak truth about faith and about what's going on in the world. So get that rosary going. There's many different ways that you can pray. You can listen to things. You could read rosary meditations. Yes, sometimes will be a quick check the box. There's no question. But pray it anyway. Remember, if it becomes part of your day, You'll miss it. You'll look forward to it. And adoration. Time in front of God. I'll leave you with this. If you sit out in the sun, let's say it's after winter time, and you haven't been out in the sun in a long time, you will have a physical and biological effect from that sun. Your body will soak up that vitamin D. Your skin, if you're fair like me, you might burn. You might tan. But you will have an effect from that sun sitting in front of it for an hour. Now think about the Son of God sitting in front of Him in a church or in an adoration chapel where the blessed sacrament, Jesus is exposed in a monstrance, which is this beautiful gold holder or container that holds Jesus. But you can see him. It's funny, when I go into adoration, I don't see a host. I don't see unleavened bread. I see Jesus. I don't physically see his face, but I don't even think about me staring at a piece of bread. It's, it doesn't even come across my mind. And if you're uncomfortable with silence, you'll get through it. And the more you do it, the more you will want to go see God. God's lonely. Jesus is in there saying, come visit me. Talk about a beautiful 
motion from us, a physical, I'm going to pick myself up out of my busy day and go sit with you, Jesus, and love you. You can go there and whine and cry about your life. You can, you know, some people go in and pray the rosary and do spiritual reading. I just sit. I used to fill my time with other stuff. And I think I've said this many times, but it bears repeating. I just think when you're sitting with someone you love and you're reading a book or you're flipping through your phone and you're not even looking at them, are you really there? Maybe you can think about that in your own life with your spouse and your children or your family or friends or your work. You know, maybe it's a coworker. Are they talking to you about something and you're flipping through your phone, multitasking, looking at your emails? Being present, especially with God, in my humble opinion, and I'm not trying to tell you not to do this, but I came to this realization that I need to be focusing on him. And yeah, sometimes my mind wanders. Sometimes I close my eyes and I nod off because I'm so peaceful in there. It's like a beautiful reprieve. But I start off just by saying, Lord, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And then when I wander off, I come right back. Look at Jesus. I say, I love you. Give me more faith. Help me be present here. Sometimes I ask him, what do you want me to do for you today? How can I know you, love you, and serve you more? So let's look at these pillars and see which ones are wobbly, which ones are maybe even halfway up and they don't even support our lives. Holy Mass, Confession, the Bible, spiritual reading, prayer, adoration, and the rosary. Let's work on the areas that are weak. Let's continue to fortify those pillars that are strong in our lives. We can always improve on our spiritual walk. That's why it's a journey. That's why we never reach the destination until... And pray to God that we are taken into heaven or into purgatory, pounding on the gates to get into heaven. So let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Lord, please fill us with the desire to improve our lives here on earth by walking with you. Help us approach mass and confession and adoration and prayer, the rosary, the Bible, and spiritual reading as if they are our nutrients and our survival, our water and food to live. Help us make the choice to love you 
even if we're in a dry, arid time of our lives, even in the midst of crisis, help us come to you to rest in your sacred heart, to feel your arms pull us close and experience that peace that surpasses all understanding. Help us prop up ourselves with you underneath so that we can be strong, that we can be loving, and that we can be that beacon of light that others need so desperately in their lives so that we can speak openly about you and the truth of the world to help others on their walk, to guide them and lead them to you who have changed our lives so much. Today, we choose to love you. Please give us signs and thoughts of where you would like us to focus on which pillar is the weakest so that we can build strength in you. In your name, Jesus, we pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God will show you which one. I love you all. Have a blessed and inspired day. If you want to listen to Relevant Radio, it will be on the podcast because by the time I get this published, my radio segment will be over. Maybe you'll hear new things. And that's at www. That would be my alarm saying, hey, get ready. <laughs> get ready for your for your radio uh, segment. It's uh, www.relevantradio.com. I love that that whole lineup. You can listen to it across the globe. There's a free app. You don't have to be by a radio station that comes in. You can stream it live. Wonderful shows. Great guests. (laughs) And I always learn something. All right, everyone. I love you all. Have a blessed and inspired day.